Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the Dells be Dell. And it's episode 187. Are you sure? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is I think too. it is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we have started to record this about nine million it's, times. It's not been going well so far. No, we just, and there was nothing really wrong with the first no. two takes we did. But just, both of us just went, no, no do it again. Do it again. And then we got annoyed Be at each funnier. other. <laughs> then we were like, I thought that was wonderful. That was gold. Nah, shit. This is my best work. Cancelled it. Cancelled it. You're cancelled, Nick. This is how it works. But other than being cancelled, how than being canceled, are you? I'm all right. You're all right. Suppose. Weary from, from I mean, doing God's, this intro. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it again and again and again. <laughs> But we're here now, and it seems to be okay, so don't jinx it. Okay, be funny, right, be funny, be funny, be funny. Be nice, be nice, be nice. Any poisonings this week? Oh, I don't think so. You don't Probably. think so? No, I'm still in that sort of new year, sort of January. Yes, be be nice. Fresh start. Fresh start of not poisoning people. Yes, <laughs> start as you mean to go on. Start as I mean to go on, exactly, yes. Mm. Yes, a fresh outlook for a jolly time for 2024. Yes. Let's see how long it lasts. It's quite nice, actually, because I do notice you're in a good mood, and sometimes I'm like... What's going on? Yeah. And when will it implode? When will it go horribly, horribly wrong? (laughs) So keep tuned. You'll find out soon. (laughs) Enjoy it while it lasts. Exactly. I do like the way we're rattling through stuff. Oh, just uh, crack on. As a couple of people on YouTube have suggested, YouTube subscribers who listen to us on here, we love you. And we're very, very grateful to have a lot of subscribers on YouTube. And we are growing the channel. But you guys know, anyone who's been on YouTube, lots of nice comments. And then people are feral. Yeah, it can be a vicious place. So I'm going to put it out there now. There's a lot of chat. There is. There, there, so if you, if you don't, if it's the first time listening to us, yeah. and you don't like a lot of chat, then this is probably not for you. You can skip ahead. Skip ahead. There's chat, um, there's drinking, and then there's a very well-researched, beautifully written story. Delightfully crafted. You can skip forward to that. Excellently performed and acted. Yeah. But um, if you don't enjoy joy, then this yeah. is not if you the podcast hate fun, for you. Then... <laughs> But yes, thank you to all of our lovely, lovely YouTube subscribers and everyone who follows us on social media. Speaking of really lovely people, lovely people. who only send good thoughts yes. and lovely comments. Because they're lovely. They're lovely. I think it is time for us to thank our Patreon subscribers. You mean the lovely people? The lovely people. The lovely people. Thank you very much this week. To Ezra Faris. To Dawn Mitchell. Oh God, to, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. I apologise. To Elpida Piscacar. And to, I ate all your bees. Not my bees. I ate all your bees. I like bees. And to Charmaine Fury, who ate no bees. She ate no bees, but she's still lovely. She <laughs> she's buzzes. still lovely. You all buzz with delight, you lovely, lovely, sexy Patreon subscribers. We had fun over on Patreon this week, didn't we, Nick, with your story? Oh, we remember. did? Yes, yes. It was a musical episode. It was musical. That had a distinct lack of musicality to it. Well, we did do a tiny bit of singing in the background, but I think everyone sang along with us. We explored the legends behind Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Following last week's main episode, people were interested to hear where does the legend of Sweeney Todd come from, and we went over the fiction and the non-fiction. Indeed. And we we found out some interesting things. It was a good one. Yeah, it was very good. And then we did a bit of singing and uh, discussed pies. If you want to know about the legend of Sweeney Todd, or also what the hell we're talking about when we refer to this Patreon business, please consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash the poisonous cabinet where you get extra episodes you get bonus content you get lovely loveliness from all the lovely patreons and you get to chat to us a bit more well hurrah what's not to like well nick are you ready i think we probably should be (laughs) to drink cocktails and talk about poison not sure that's wise at the moment no (laughs) or 
Well, we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. That may be the best option. Take it down a notch. <laughs> yes, that may then be the best option. Slow choice. down the old supercomputer. <laughs> well, should we should we see what happens? Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens in the kitchen, but probably go with the first one. Okay. Hooray! 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 It is my story this week, and we can't we can't we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. So. This week's secret ingredient is pirates. 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 Hey, diddly dee. A pirate's life for me. Yeah. It's not how that song goes. <laughs> yes, pirates. Pirates of the old ways of the sea. It's a bit broad, isn't it? I gave you choices. You did. But one of them was pirates and the other one was pirate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big difference. A collection. What's a collective noun for pirates? Um, a horde. A, a horde of pirates, an R of pirates, <laughs> and a vast of pirates. <laughs> well, we've got pirates. There's yeah. a few. There are a few. There's not just one. They're it's usually it's tra- like the secret ingredient is murderers. <laughs> <laughs> one bloody week it will be. <laughs> when we're really scraping the barrel of, of ingredients. I mean, I got a barrel. Pirates bar- use barrels. Oh yeah. Well, fine. Barrel. There you go. Okay. I was looking through stuff and then went, oh, there's a few things in here that could have been the ingredient. But no, no, it's fine. Pirates. There's a lot that could be done okay. with pirates. Um, why am I talking in a West Country I accent? <laughs> I don't know. Not that even very All those West voice. Country accents. <laughs> they were smugglers. But with pirates as the ingredient, yeah. what have you come up with? Well, I thought... What do pirates like? Booty. <laughs> well, well, pirates like grog, but we've done grog. We've done grog. We've done grog. They love perfect rum, allegedly. Rum, yes. That's pirates associated love a with bit pirates. Of rum, absolutely. They love treasure. Oh yes, that's a good shout. I yeah, treasure. Think of that. Big thing about pirates. Yeah, they're they do, they're they famously do, often yeah, after treasure. They do like treasure. They like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> there are many options that I just hadn't considered. <laughs> and every time we do a story on pirates, the same Simpsons jokes and other jokes come through my head of like, I've drawn a map on this cracker, which Polly will hold for safekeeping. <laughs> But yeah, parrots, treasure, they love that. Boats, they famously like those they like, too. Like, 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 they like to go up the riggings. Quite and, uh, boaty. Yes, they, they like it in the stern. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do have an excellent book. Actually. Right. It's called Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition. Oh yes, you do have that book because yes. I helped arrange your shelves. <laughs> Where is it? Is it here? Uh, it's around there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> sort of being the pirate tradition. Ooh, what, what were you trying to learn, Nick? <laughs> this would have been a good resource. It's an excellent pi- book about pirates. The table contained a vast quantity of information about the structure of the. Re- oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> this this int- is flagrant false advertising. It's a very inter- interesting book about the uh, life of pirates. One step in the direction of encouraging prosperity was to. Okay, I am seeing nothing about the S word in here. <laughs> is there a whole hidden chapter at the back? Oh, oh shit! Ba- <laughs> Sorry. She's, she's found it. I think I have. I'll read that later. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, like some exciting bets I'm reading for you. Yes. Well, we'll, maybe we'll read chapters of that. Passages from it <laughs> later if the podcast dips at any point. Yes. Well, we, we know what pirates like, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. I now am fearful that you brought up this book of what the cocktail is, but uh, <laughs> what have you come up We're with? We're having a pirate queen. A pirate? Oh, a pirate queen. A pirate queen. Oh. So they like queens? I don't know. But they must, they have queens. They have well, they have queens. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. So like dear old Chingy Shi. Yes, who we've covered over before. in China. Who yeah, who, there's a few. There's a few of them scary pirate ladies. Oh, a pirate queen, lovely, and uh, could be apt for the episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it is high time for us to clasp our cutlasses between our teeth and swing into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and land safely, safely, and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So Nick, the pirate queen. The pirate queen. Looks, looks hearty. Uh, yes, quite. Me, me hearties. <laughs> uh-huh. And other pirate phrases. And other pirate phrases. I remember all of them now. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks good. You put it in a pretty glass. I thought a nice piratey goblet. Piratey goblet, yes. Fitting for a pirate queen. Quite. A big cube of ice in there. It's a pale, uh, lemony, yellowy colour. Amber? Amber. Yes, let's go with this. Let's go with that kind of peachy ambery sort of colour. What on earth could be befitting a pirate queen? Mm. What does she like? <laughs> it's got parrot in it. Yes, it's got compressed parrot. Yeah, they sure put up some squawk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think there's nothing for it but to, uh, to dive in, yes, really. To walk the plank. Walk the plank. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, hello. Oh, that's quite nice. Oh, that's nice. There's a lot of flavour. It's flavourful. Flavourful. Sharp. The sweetness to it. 
Oh, yes, more of this, please. Oh, yeah, let's have more of these. And it's got ice in it, so it's fine. That's our logic now, is that that's basically diluted. It's pretty <laughs> much a soft drink. No, I like that. I like that a lot. So what would be in it? What would be in it? That what is the question. would be in it? Okay. Has it got peach in it? No. Damn. I thought, I thought you'd let something slip there. <laughs> and now all I taste is peach. So has it got rum? It has got rum. Has it got the spiced rum? It has not. No. Has it got the whited rum? It has not. Oh, the, 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 the Cuban, the, the, the special in-betweeny one? Special <laughs> in-betweeny rum. Just dark rum? It's just got a nice aged, eight-year-old aged rum. Right, okay. Because I know there's the Havana Club one that you have, which isn't quite a white rum and it isn't quite a dark no, rum. No, the one I've got is like a three-year-old one. The mm. Havana Club is like a three-year, so yeah, so it's like somewhere in between. This is a nice one. Um. So has it got some citrus in there? Yeah. Lemon? Yes. Yay, a lemon. Two, a lemon. two things. Two more things. No, you've guessed two things. Two things. Out of? <laughs> what? Eight. Are, are you serious? Okay, uh, well, I'll keep going. Seven. Yes. Christ. Sugar. Sugar yes. syrup? Just a simple sugar syrup? Uh, well... What oh, a, a honey, honey syrup. There is a honey syrup. Yay! Okay, I don't know what else is in here. There's something. There's something in there, Nick. There's something floral. Was it like a triple sec or no? But not a maraschino. No. Fruity? Is something else fruity? Not really. Twiggy? No. Is there something else in this? Yes. Or something with a flavour. Yes. Good. There We're narrowing other, it down. There are other flavours in there. Is there more alcohol in this? Yes. Bourbon? No. Gin. Ish. Oh, Yeneva. Yes. Oh, okay. Like it. Dutch. That's where some pirates came from. <laughs> they they were fighting the Spanish. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeneva. Nice. Okay. Fuck. Right. More alcohol? Nope. Oh, no. Everything else is just a couturement. Yes, is indeed. It? Right. Lime? Nope. Bitters? Yes. Bitter. There's some pastries. Oh, pastries bitter. Orange juice? Or like a juice? Nope. Water? <laughs> a, a why have I forgotten everything that, that, that there is you've listed quite a lot of them I, uh, I have I have and I think I deserve another drink I'm going to put you out of your misery please do so there is some sandwich sugar syrup in, well, sugar syrup in there as well oh there come on also, I said that there is also some ginger ginger and some cinnamon oh really oh that's well. where all the spiciness comes from yeah. oh wow wow it's delicious it's, it's really good yeah I do think that has combined to taste like peach. I'm not kidding. It's not just because you said it to be peachy colour. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this tastes like a fruit, like a like a stone fruit. Maybe that's the secret to it all. Maybe. maybe. I'm not getting that myself, I must admit. But, oh, I mean, but fair well, enough. Maybe I'm just mental. Oh, no, <laughs> that's delicious. really like peaches. No, it is a very good drink. I'm oh, very happy no, with that. Oh, no, that's good. And lots of spi spices yep. from the east and from the west. <laughs> Spices that uh, the pirates would steal. Yes. That they would steal from cargo ships. Yes. It's very piratey. <laughs> I think that's a roaring success. Yeah, absolutely. Delightful. Okay, well, with the pirate queen firmly in hand, yes. we're going to walk her down the road. Oh, good. Okay. Are you ready for a story? Always ready for a story. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Well, it may shock you to learn mm. that we are taking to the high seas. What a surprise. <laughs> if, we, if we're not, then <laughs> something's gone very, very wrong. I'm here to tell you about the crime of copying DVDs. Yes. <laughs> no, we are, of course, heading to the high seas to tell a tale of pirates. A few pirates, Okay, actually. more than one pirate. More than one pirate. There are many, 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 many pirates. There are at least... For. Putting out the ingredient, many people went, oh, this pirate and that pirate. It gives us even more fodder for future episodes, I fear. But um, a lady pirate, you, you, you alluded to a lady pirate. I said that a pirate queen might be apt. Okay. I won't be drawn on other things. <laughs> but several pirates. But several pirates. In the same story. And one of them's a lady pirate. Maybe. Mm. Well, we have our main story, but a couple of other stories as well. Because the thing with telling stories about pirates is that you either have a lot of historical documents about which direction the ship sailed in. <laughs> and, I, and I want to know that. Yes, you want to know that. So it's all this sort of, yeah, let's make this sound legitimate. And let's have details of these raids that definitely weren't raids. And then just a load of stories that people were writing and like, challenge me, why not? like it it's a great pe period of history but you you like a pirate don't you nick i love a pirate absolutely. you know um what do you know of the golden age of pirates well that's where there were lots of them about that's when all the big names yes were about the biggies that's where you have the big names you have yes like edward teach mm -hmm. and things dear old blackbeard mm -hmm. he's bumbling around at that sort of time he is 
Is it Steve Bonnet as well, the gentleman pirate? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. bumbling around there. Yeah, yeah Anne Bonny, all those, or mm-hmm. Charles Vane, they're all having a grand old time. They are having a grand old time in the Caribbean. Yeah. They all had a sort of committee together mm. that they formed and they all came up with the pirate code. That yep. is a real thing. It's a real thing. Yes. Quick facts, though, as well. Do you know the difference between a pirate and a privateer? Yes. It's a very important difference. <laughs> Allegedly. I have a bit of paper from the Queen going, you're allowed to murder and rob people because you have a nice stamp from the Queen. Yes, a mark. Yes. Yes, they get to carry this. Pirates operate for no legal authority, only for personal gain. (laughs) Where privateers are authorised and sanctioned by the government or the Crown to attack enemy ships. So the whole point at the time of the Golden Age of Piracy where you've got English pirates out, mostly it's all a ruse to beat up the Spanish. Yeah, absolutely. And big old gold galleons coming from South America and the like. Indeed. They would be based in the Caribbean, so in Jamaica, Barbados, all the beautiful islands down there, and they are supported, and they said, yes, you can go and attack things, attack things and blow stuff up. You're supporting the Navy. That's what you're doing. Attacks on land, not permitted. Don't mm-hmm. you go on land and fuck shit up. That's illegal. But official plunder gained through the official activity was split between the government and the ship owners. Mm. So pirates didn't own their ships. Ships are expensive. Yes, they are. They would rent them. And the ship owners, back who have done nothing, would get a share of the plunder. And the privateer... Well, taking the risk, I suppose. They you are. Could blow my boat up. Exactly. They would be at a loss. But the privateer wouldn't technically gain anything. But whatever they did on land, which was highly illegal, they could keep. So incentive. Incentive yes. is there to do stuff. Uh, do you know what pieces of eight are? Uh, some sort of coin. Yes, it's a Spanish dollar. Yes. Mm, so when they say pieces of eight, it's an actual coin. It's a coin. Not just lots of pieces of eight broken up. <laughs> Not after eight minutes that they're handing around. Here's a treat for you all. It's a, it's a piece of an after eight. Not a whole after eight, <laughs> but a piece of an after eight. A piece eight. of it. One day I'll own a whole after eight. <laughs> We're not made of money on this ship, you know. <laughs> so everyone else is getting gold. Shut up and eat your chocolate. <laughs> everyone else is putting the wrappers back in the box. <laughs> there were none left. <laughs> That was the greatest crime of all. (laughs) Russell, 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 you bastards. (laughs) Before we get into our main story, though, I thought I'd share a couple of highlights from the lives of famous pirates that Mm. interested me enough that I thought, yeah, they're not worth a whole episode or even really a Patreon episode. But aside from Blackbeard, the one that everyone knows, anyone who's of drinking age will know about (laughs) at some point. They'll have met dear old Captain Morgan. Dear old Captain Morgan. Dear old Captain and his, Morgan. And his rum. And his rum. Do you have any Captain Morgans here? I don't know if I do, actually. Yeah. I've got a Sailor Jerry. Oh, a Sailor Jerry. I don't know. He was, he was Captain, different. Captain Morgan's right-hand man. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about Sailor Jerry, no, actually. I think he's entirely fictional. I do have Caribbean Pearl. <laughs> That's what he was seeking. Yep. But do you know much about Captain Morgan himself? I can't say I do, no. Yeah. There's a lot written about Captain Morgan because he was a privateer. Mm. That's the thing. Everyone's like, Captain Morgan, ah, the famous pirate, pirate. He was officially a privateer. And he got away with a lot of murder and a lot of theft because <laughs> the government said it's fine. And you sort of look back at the history of Captain Morgan and you go, has anyone spoken to the PR department mm. at the rum factory to go, we really want this man on the front of our bottles. Uh. Now, his history is sort of disputed. You have the official side of things, him being a privateer and what the government and the crown allowed him to do. And then some of the more salacious rumours that were spread about him and a book that was famously written by a person called X. Cormelin. Do you know that name? I can't say I do. X. Cormelin, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Wrote several books about pirates, but had all of the juicy, lurid details, apparently first-hand accounts, and all these stories of what they really did. And in their book about Captain Morgan, there was no holds barred. (laughs) Spelled out exactly the horrors that these people had committed in Mm -hmm. order to get their plunder. Whereas in the UK, it was all like, and they just sailed their ship nicely and everyone was fine. And everyone was fine. Yeah. Captain Morgan, nice little facts. Married his cousin. Yeah. Married his cousin, that mainly because style of the time. Yeah, his uncle was a deputy governor of Jamaica and he was like, that's convenient, mm. I'll marry you. Didn't he become governor of Jamaica as well? He did later. Well, yes. he, was, he was again deputy and he was involved in politics in Jamaica at mm. the end of his privateering career. Because he, uh, he was knighted as well, wasn't he? He was. He was. He's, he's a sir. He was. He was so, knighted at the end of his fancy. career. He was not very good. I think people wrote like, he's not good he's at not politics. He's not a good governor. But no, he's not good <laughs> he's at this. more good at blowing shit up. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Very good military and battle tactician knew exactly what he was doing in that respect he was alleged in this book that came out though to have used hostages as human shields completely took part in the torture of the 
innocent bystanders of the places that he was raiding because he needed to find the treasure and it was how else are you going to find treasure well that's it most people hide the treasure hide it away okay we're going to have to torture you until you tell us where it is and he was fine with that famously in Portobello which is in Panama he was raiding three castles three castles he had to knacker that's a knack of the castles that's a knack of the castles that is how you tackle a castle do you not know that by phrase? knackering it knackering it <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. And he did well. He knackered too. Right, okay. And the hostages... Sixth Division, you go and knacker that castle. <laughs> like, we're not sure what we're doing here. Just, just use get your Get on with the knackering, come on. Right, someone get some pliers. I don't know. The hostages he took from the first two castles were holy men and nuns. And he sent them... Well, they deserved it. Well, he sent them out with um, the big ladders to place that against <laughs> the third castle. They'd constructed these huge ladders that were sort of three men abreast. And they were like, right, hostages, you go and place them by the castle. And of course, they were just pummeled with everything was fired at them. And many of them died. Mm. The book that came out saying, yep, he used human shields. He tortured people. He was brutal, even though he secured lots of victories. Morgan sued the author mm. and he did win his libel case and that passage was later removed but it still stands <laughs> right. the test of time okay yeah but, but everyone's read it now <laughs> everyone has read it and they've taken it again yeah we're gonna put it over here for later <laughs> yes the director's cut all of these allegations morgan comes back to england every time he comes back and they're like oh captain morgan oh you ruffle your hair you're oh, rapscallion oh, you you and your rum now don't do it again or i'll slap you on the wrist no action ever taken oh, against him none of that his biggest attack there's a nice little side note here is he had an attack on Panama again and he sailed there with 30 ships his own that's ship that's pretty damn impressive that's yeah, huge a fleet like that that is well he had terrifying. he had amassed a reputation by yeah. this time on this attack on Panama it was one of his biggest and people knew of him and they wanted to sail with him yeah. and sort of like generals and, and, and nobles from the, the navy in the past came out to sail with yeah. him so yeah he was he was pretty commanding his own ship <laughs> on this voyage it was a 22 gun ship and it was called the satisfaction oh nice and that's just it gives me the ick to be honest <laughs> the satisfaction the satisfaction and got so many guns it guarantees <laughs> <laughs> just, oh you bloody would call it that wouldn't you uh, i know we rented it from someone but he was like i, I want that one want we've got a bigger one. one that's called the tiny penis <laughs> When he took the harbour, they made their way on foot through the jungle to Panama City. So again, not supposed mm. to do this, but of course, absolutely going to. And he was met famously by 1,200 infantry, 400 cavalry, and a herd of bulls okay. and oxen who were yeah. just going to be released to fuck shit up. Yeah, I mean, the herd all that lot towards you. Well, that was Galloping it. Galloping towards you. Yeah, you're going to get squashed. That was the plan. <laughs> it was to break up their attack. Yeah. Morgan, very tough. Yeah. It didn't work, yeah. really. Morgan was the far better strategist, even though there was a huge Get force there. a of barbecues ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> you joke. You joke. He was able to outfire the enemy, the enemy from his perspective. <laughs> Absolutely took them over. When they released the bull and oxen, they ran into the field. Obviously, there's gunfire everywhere. <laughs> they turned around and stampeded over their keepers and some of the Spanish troops as nice. well. Nice. Like, like, okay. Yes, they're not going to run towards gunfire, are they? No, but they thought they would. <laughs> mm. They're not cavalry horses. Yeah. So, yes, Morgan did win. 500 mm. of the Spanish men dead, 15 of Morgan's yeah. only. And they ate the bulls. Well, their victory. That's one would. Yes, they toasted those up. Panama City is burning behind them yeah. because the governor was like, I'm going to burn this shit to the ground rather than giving it to you. <laughs> but yes, at the time of that attack, back in England, they had signed a treaty with Spain to bring peace to the Caribbean just as Panama is burning. And oh, like, it takes a long time for news to get across. Yeah, news had not travelled. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh it's sorry. All yeah. Morgan was arrested to, to, to make Spain happy. They were like, we'll, we'll arrest him. Oh, we'll, we'll bring him. him back. Came out, heroes welcome. Yeah, exactly. Heroes we'll welcome. give him a big old parade. Oh, no, it's a terrible parade mm. of shame. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. Go on, He'll let hate me it. off. He'll hate it. Carried high on their shoulders through the city. So we won't charge you with any offences and have a knighthood for your trouble. Excellent. Yeah, we walked away with a knighthood. Yes, he went on to go into politics very loosely <laughs> in Jamaica, where he drank himself pretty much to death and owned a lot of slaves. Yeah. Oh, he did own a lot of slaves. Big old slave owner. Fun fact, though, as well, about him, last one. Buried in Port Royal, his grave was lost to the sea because of an earthquake. Oh. Hit the harbour, hit the cemetery, mm. and it all fell into the sea. 
So his last resting places are not known. Ah, uh, well, he's under the ocean where he'd want to be. Yeah, where he belongs. Well, the bastard. Good old piratey ways. <laughs> Down with David Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Another pirate I was going to talk about briefly. We all love some gory detail, don't mm. we? And I thought it was worth mentioning one pirate whose exploits really aren't interesting let's say he was a so-so pirate he was fine but he was known to be the bloodiest in terms of his retribution and his name is difficult it's francois lolonaise okay lolonaise so he was born jean david now and he was born in france in les sables de Olonne, and he would later be called francois of Lon de lolonaise I'm just going to call him Francois because... Let's go with Francois. Francois. He was, at the age of 15, sold as a slave by his parents. Okay. Spent 10 years working on sugar plantations in the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Hard, hard, horrible work. Mm, not fun. In his 20s, got his freedom, quickly fell in with the local buccaneers roaming the islands and made his way to Tortuga, nice. which is the absolute pinnacle of where all the pirates like to hang out. It's a P- lovely, lovely place. Piratey place, absolutely. Oh, piratey place. Joined ships, learned the ways of the sea, but his bloody punishments were legend. As I said, his various exploits were bollocks, mostly. (laughs) There was a story about him, again, like escaping from some Spanish fleets when he was quite young on a ship and they, they killed everyone and he rolled around in mud and blood to play dead. And then he used a canoe to row from Mexico to Barbados. Okay. In a canoe. That's ambitious. Yes, because he's a powerful man. On one occasion, a 10-gun, 90-man ship was sent to kill him. He took over the ship, (laughs) managed to overpower all of them, and then one by one, he went round and beheaded each man in the crew. 87 men it was who were left after the attack. You'd have thought they could probably have got together and stopped him. Well, he had a crew too. It wasn't just okay, him. Okay, right. right? Oh, so the, mate, the mate you made it say, he's on his canoe by himself. <laughs> no, that was different. That was years before. <laughs> and it's just like, just him against a crew of 90 men. And he's The way it's written. <laughs> yes. He was like, no, it was definitely me. And there's all these people behind him going, dude, we help. Come on. No, I should have had wavy lines like between the canoe. 400 people behind me. <laughs> he was there with a the canoe, not even a knife, just a spoon. <laughs> no, there was a bit of passage of time. He was on a fucking uh, ship uh, okay. by then. Now he's got he's got a crew and everything behind got him. Got a okay. crew. Fair enough. Cuts the heads off, leaves one man alive. To tell the tale. To tell the tale. Say, never henceforth will he give quarter to any Spaniard whatsoever. His methods of torture, to make them talk, to find out where the treasure was buried. Slowly slicing bits of flesh from the Ugh. body. Start Ow. off small. Start off small. Uh, yeah. And then just move up to big chunks and Ooh. then digits and then hands and then limbs. And whoever's not talking by the fourth limb... Braver person than us. Yeah, you say, look, I've got a knife. What do you want to know? <laughs> I know. It was like mild paper cut. Ouch! Okay, I'll <laughs> yeah, tell you everything. I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything. I don't think I would held up well in a torture No, situation. God, no. Also, I think that those people were probably dead by then. <laughs> so they're still not talking. They're nothing dead. Old method of cutting out tongues as well, which is not going to help people talk. No. But do that in front of others, other crew members. It's going to inspire some trepidation. Yeah, burning alive. Of yeah, yeah, you're going to talk, aren't you, when the flames hit. But his favourite, his favourite, I think it's wolding, it's called. So it's a version of grotting. Mm. And he would do this with a knotted rope round the victim's neck, twist it with a wooden stick, mm. and often I think he would, they'd be put against the mast, and it would be tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter, until their eyes popped out. Yeah, that's going to cause a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Your head's going to... Yeah, basically it's like swelling and then the eyes came out. And then everyone had to watch that and go, right, do you want to be next? (laughs) Fun. Fun, yeah, yeah. So people talked. People talked quite quickly. He also had this story that followed him around and it is written about and in all the reports here about when he took two soldiers hostage. He he overpowered them when he was uh, sacking an area in Honduras. He drew his cutlass and with it cut open the breast of one of those poor Spanish and pulling out his heart with his sacrilegious hands began to bite and gnaw at it with his teeth like a ravenous wolf saying to the rest, I will serve you all alike if you show me not another way. Okay, that'll do it. So yeah, there's another version of it where he hands round the, the heart for his crew to eat and another version where he gives it to the other man, there's two of them, and says you eat it. 
you have to take a bite out of this heart. And he's like, I'll give you anything um, you want. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened to him exactly, we don't know. But apparently he was on the run from enemies in Nicaragua. He ended up in Colombia and the indigenous people of Colum- uh, Colombia, I think it's the Kuna, uh, tore him to pieces. Well, as they should. He was captured, torn to pieces, throwing his body limb by limb into the fire and the ashes into the air. To the intent, no trace nor memory might remain of such an infamous inhuman creature. Mm. So there you go. There's a couple of little stories of pirates there to get you all in the mood. Uh, In a piratey mood. In a piratey mood. But to our main tale. Our main tale. The story of three pirates who became legend. And one of them is a fearsome woman of the sea. It's a lady. It's a lady pirate. That you've mentioned. It's Anne Bonny. It is Anne Bonny. It is Anne Bonny. Yes. What are you going? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Annie. It's a good story. It's a good story. Now, as I've said before, the the resources for pirate stories are a mixed bag. Mm. They are a mixed bag. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of accounts, and it sort of harks back to what we were talking about with Sweeney Todd on Patreon, where you've got books written, and people go, "Okay, here's a source," and then you go, "But what about their sources? Yes. Where did they get any of this <laughs> they from?" They made it all up. <laughs> they made it all up, but it's been quoted and then requoted and quoted again. So you kind of go, "Hmm, interesting." Mm. But there are enough reports because of convictions and records and stuff in docks and harbours and everything like that that we can piece this together. But also, let's have fun. Okay. Let's enjoy it. So let's start with the tale of Anne Bonny. Who was Anne Bonny? She was born in County Cork in 1697, we think. And... <gasps> illegitimate. My God. Illegitimate birth. Such a scandal. Now, this should be a short story of her that she was born illegitimately. I found one book that had such detail on the story of her birth and how it came about, it's brilliant. I couldn't not include it. So her father was a lawyer named William Cormack. He was married to a wealthy lady. Apparently she had the money. But he found himself in need of comforting when his wife fell ill. This is the short version. Okay. His wife fell ill. Oh, no, no. Wife has to go and stay with his mother-in-law. Oh, no, 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 no. God, what shall I do while she's away? What shall I do? Oh, yes. The serving woman. She'll comfort yes, me. She'll comfort me. Absolutely. Uh, what shall I do? I'll do the serving woman. I'll do the serving woman. <laughs> Mary Brennan, consensually, aboard. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, leap into bed. And we all know that shagging leads to babies. Every time. It does happen. If you do it once. Seven babies. And then Anne arrives. Daddy did present her as legitimate. He accepted her. Marriage wasn't going well. This didn't obviously go down well with the wife. No. But it ends up with William moving to London to get away from her. And he takes Anne and Mary with him. Okay. Starting a new life. And he's going to start a new business. That's really nice. Now, the extended version of how the pregnancy came about <laughs> is from a book I think called... we know how it came about. Oh, no, no. There's all sorts I of just shenanigans. too much detail about how it came about. <laughs> How the wife found out. How the wife. How the wife found out. No, it's it was a miracle birth. (laughs) There was a star yonder and a donkey. No, the book is she captains heroines and hellions from the sea, and uh, the author is just drawn together all sorts of research and lurid details great okay so before the baby arrives mary the maid had been stepping out with a young tanner who was known to be light fingered so he had been stealing from the house swiped a bunch of silver spoons oh it's not, not the spoons not the spoons not the spoons they're good they're easy slip in your pocket and everything mary caught him said i will turn you in return return the spoons return the spoons return the spoons so he put them back in her bedroom one night so Ooh. spoons are now in Mary's bedroom. Okay, got that? Yeah. Right. Now, the mistress of the house comes to hear of this theft from Mary. And she says, look, the tanner did it, but I've spoken to him. He's going to return it and, you know, we'll handle it. Uh, the tanner goes to the mistress of the house privately. Please, please, please don't, don't prosecute me. I have returned them. I've hidden them in Mary's bedroom. Please, you'll find them there in a roundabout way. And so the wife goes, okay, fine. I will go into the room under cover of night and make sure that Mary's not stealing as well. I think is the only logic. Why would he tell her that the sp- that I've put the spoons there? Just say, wasn't me. Mary did it. Well, maybe he did. Maybe that was it. But in this version, okay, everyone is talking about the spoons in this version. <laughs> yes. None of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense for the wife who then goes gets Mary to go leave her room, decides she's going to go into Mary's bedroom to find the spoons, but wants to make sure that the tanner's not going to steal them again, so spends the night in Mary's room. In her bed, I better guard these spoons. Right, not I might. I mean, how many spoons were there? <laughs> I 
just I don't. I mean, maybe they were encrusted with jewels. I mean, or this is like hundreds and hundreds of. <laughs> I cannot possibly carry all these spoons to either to my room or back down to the kitchen. There's just trunk upon trunk of spoons. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they had great sentimental I can, value. I, can, I must stay here and guard the spoons. <laughs> she had to guard the spoons. She had to make sure that no one else was going to steal the spoons. Right. So she's in Mary's bed at night. It's dark. She's guarding the spoons. Oh, and um, and then the door opens and, and she hears a footstep. Husband. And a voice says, Mary, are you awake? And it's the voice of her husband. And the wife decides, hmm, I shall catch him in the act by playing along. Right. Decides to stay quiet. And apparently the husband did, in quotes, that night, play the vigorous lover while she lay still and bore it like a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in. Shags the wife. I know this doesn't explain Mary's pregnancy yeah, at how all. Is, how, is, how is Mary now pregnant from this? Surely the wife would now be pregnant. It was now the virgin birth. <laughs> no, the, the wife did fall pregnant as okay. a result of this. As a result of this, okay. Right, she ends up fleeing to the mother-in-law going, my husband's awful and he's having an affair and he shagged me and he thought I was a maid and now I'm pregnant. Yes, she's pregnant, Mary's pregnant as well and he's like, oh shit, we have two pregnancies in town. So yeah, there, there's no point to any of that story. But what about the spoons? What's happened the to spoons? the spoons? <laughs> she Where, needs the spoons. Where were the spoons? She used to provide for her children. The spoons ensure their safety. Famously eat spoons. (laughs) Nothing but spoons. She's going to ensure they're born with a little spoon in their mouth. (laughs) I think she's pregnant with twins as well. It was very vigorous lovemaking. Is that how that works? The more vigorous, the more more babies you have. Do you not know that? Yeah, if you you do it really vigorously, you have twins or triplets. twins or triplets, depending on how far you're going. That woman who had octoplets. She had a granddaughter, I'm getting there. (laughs) Headboard wrecked. So anyway, there's no point in that story, but it's included and I loved it so much. But anyway, Anne is just born now. Right. William takes her and his lover to London. And for some reason, he decides to start dressing Anne as a boy. Okay. Calling him Andy. And I think it is so she can work as a clerk in his new business. Yep. She's yep. still quite young. She's still, but you know, this is in the 1600s well, and yes, everything. You started work young back then. Yeah, so at three. <laughs> Hello, daddy. Yeah. So is working with him, but the money that he had from his wife soon runs out. The wife has cut him off, obviously. Mm. She has spoons to buy. Then they decide to move to the USA, South Carolina, to start afresh. He's going to start a business there. It should be a good move. Romantic story of love conquering all. At the age of 12, Anne's mother, Mary, dies. Daddy's business is not doing very well. Mm. And what's more, Anne is not the sweet, innocent little girl. She is a red-haired beauty. Ah, yes. Beautiful. Quite the catch, but she has a temper. Mm. Allegedly stabbed one of the servant girls. Oh, that'll do it. With a table knife. So maybe at the table. I don't know why the table... Because I remember one report says stabbed her with a knife. So thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> not with a spoon. Not with a spoon. No, no, that's dull. It'll hurt more. Nearly killed a man who tried to work his charms on her, but mm. was savage in her attack. Back. Yeah. So yeah, quite a quite a wild child. Daddy had now stopped dressing her as a boy mm. and wants to get her married. Married off into a good family. But she has other ideas. At the age of 16, she marries a poor sailor named James Bonnie. This is where she gets the name, yeah. Anne Bonnie. He has no prospects. He'd only married her because he thought daddy was rich. Yeah. And he was going to get a plantation and lots of money. Daddy does not have yeah. any money. He's really, really bankrupt. And also, when he finds out that his daughter has married this poverty-stricken sailor, disowned. Kicks her out of the house. Yeah. That's it. I'm done with you. It's I've done my best. Well. I gave you the finest britches and caps <clears throat> that a boy could want. The newlyweds do what many people do at this time. They decide to head to the Bahamas for a new life. Allegedly, Anne burned down her dad's plantation before she left. Unless. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Maybe daddy did it for insurance, so we don't know. But they arrive in Nassau on New Providence Island. Anne's eyes are opened to a whole new slice of society. Yeah, quite different. Yeah. Nassau is the haven Mm. for pirates. We talk about Tortuga, but Nassau is literally the base of the flying gang. It is the Republic of Pirates at the time. That is a thing. If you've seen Black Sails or played Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, it's there. (laughs) It's all Nassau. It's it's there. It's there. I must watch that. I've not watched Black Sails. It's fucking brilliant. Is it really good? Really good. I might watch that this weekend. Pirate Code is a real thing. These are bands of privateers who turned pirate who agree to treat each other with civility, agree who leads the ships, what they could trade. They can trade there. They can hole up safely. The governors can easily be bribed. You know, they're they're absolutely safe. Eventually, the pirates are too great in number. 
and in insanity in many cases to be turned out mm. so there's around about a thousand pirates in the port at any one time so it's literally that scene from pirates of the caribbean yeah. yo ho yo ho <laughs> smashing shit i mean constantly just musicals constantly yes singing, constantly i mean singing. it's a wonderful place good weather <laughs> and musicals and rum <laughs> so anne is very taken with the wild freedom of nassau and quickly makes friends with many pirates she's hanging out this is brilliant her husband though is planning to work against the scallywags oh in 1718, the governor of Bahamas, Woods Rogers, declares that he is able to grant the king's pardon to any pirates who give up their ways, who are willing mm. to turn themselves in and goes, we won't be pirating anymore and we'll give you information on other pirates. Mm. So they sort of try and wipe the slate clean. Also knowing, I think this is all based as well, partly on the fact that there were there were privateers who turned pirate and like, yeah. look, we know you, you worked for us. Let's just, no questions asked, stop it. And you can go free. Yeah. So lots of people are like rocking up into Nassau going, oh, yeah, yeah we'll take this, we'll take this. We'll clean slate, clean slate. Mm. And then they fuck off and just keep pirating. Uh, James Bonney becomes an informer against pirates. It's not going to go down well, I feel. Scab. Scab. Mm. He's got a few petty crimes on his list. Anne is furious by this. Yeah. She's furious because, you know, she's made friends with these people and she doesn't want his namby-pamby sort of boring <laughs> life of poverty. <laughs> She's all but abandoned her husband to mingle with her new friends. And then she meets John Rackham. Yes. Otherwise known as? Calico Jack. It's Calico Jack. Calico Jack. At this point, we should say he's named Calico Jack for his clothes, not because he's a cat. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. It's, just, it's a joke. Is it? Yeah, yeah calico cats. Okay. <laughs> it's a calico Okay. It's funny. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sure that people they're pissing themselves. Yeah, they right are. Now. Yeah, because they'll yeah. be like a cat, like a cat, and everything. I didn't know what calico was apart from a cat. So it's a fabric. type of fabric. Okay, what type of fabric is it? I've got some. Do, do have you? Go? Yes, I have. Well, that'd be great for a podcast. Please show us all the calico that you have. What's so fancy about calico? It's not fancy at all. It's oh. very cheap. Is it? Oh, okay. What do you use yeah. it for? Just clothes. Just, I, I, just I clothes. personally, I use it if I'm making a twirl for something. A what? When you make like a mock-up. Oh. Of something. I thought you just being fancy in the twirl. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're making like a mock-up before you make before you cut into your fancy fabric for your gowns, you make it in you make it in something cheap and cheerful. Oh. To get your sizes right and things like that, and you use calico. I use calico oh, because okay. it's really cheap. But wouldn't many people have worn that sort of clothing? Potentially, perhaps he wore an awful lot of it. I don't know. Maybe he wore it so much and he was selling it at the same time, <laughs> or maybe he had them in three different colours. Or maybe he had cats. Maybe he had cats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Everyone else had a parrot on the shoulder. He had a calico. Why, why cat. he has that name, I do not. He had a tortoise shell. Someone called him calico. He's like, look, this is really confusing. It's Come got on. Nothing to do with fabric whatsoever. <laughs> but yes, calico jack. Now his background. He was born in England in 1682 earliest record of him as a quartermaster on the ship the ranger commanded by pirate another one you've mentioned showing your knowledge charles vane mm. Mm, famous famous pirate he was not a pleasant man either. he was not a pleasant man no but the crew carried out successful raids many times until they encountered a much larger french man of war close to new york city and this is a turning point for calico jack and charles vane vane did not want to take on the ship ordered a retreat but jack spoke out against this and the crew mostly agreed with him they felt no let's let's go for it let's mm -hmm. let's battle them if we get this ship we have a massive ship on our fleet it's going to have loads of riches a vote was taken 15 men supported vane 75 sided with jack wow. but vane went no i'm still going my word is final i'm the captain they fled a few days later the crew cast a vote and they said, you're off the ship. They did allow Vane to leave with the men who supported well, that's him. That's the thing, because it, 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 it was a surprisingly democratic environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Where the, yeah, they, could, they, choo they chose who the captain was. Yeah. And if the captain got voted out, then, sorry, mate, you're not a captain anymore. Surprisingly structured mm. in their sort of, in their, in their ways. They were allowed um, to leave with supplies, yeah. with food and supplies and with boats and say, you go and we're not going to starve you to yeah, death exactly. or anything. Don't hold a grudge or anything, but yeah. so we've chosen someone else. So yeah. all this bitterness and rivalry, it's just kind of mm. like, yeah, you can fight against each other, but on the ship, no, it was it was democratic. Mm. Now, also people say Calico Jack designed the Jolly Roger pirate flag. Arr. There's no record to substantiate this because <laughs> people go, no, he had a flag. He had a flag and he I think it was just black and white or predominantly white. And because the Jolly Roger before most other pirate flags were quite colourful, mm. 
but they were like where did that come from maybe calico jack because it's the it's the skull and crossbones white on black they think it was him uh, some people swear down that okay. it was calico jack fair enough, fair but, enough. Uh, so let's just say he did yep i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to go with that so that's the first thing that Anne sees Ooh, <laughs> it's so sexy jack had made a so-so career as a pirate he was fine he had gone to Nassau to appeal for the royal pardon as well oh yeah I never wanted to be a pirate Vane made me can I have the pardon right off we go start afresh his determination to leave an honest life lasts as long as it takes for him to meet Anne they quickly start knocking boots no, yep, 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 yep. Swinging grog, to, swinging what? <laughs> swinging grog, swinging. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a special sure, position. Sure <laughs> swinging grog together. Husband finds out about the fair, drags her before the governor, and said she's to be whipped for cheating on me. Governor's like, I have so many more important things to deal I've with. I've got a lot to get on with today. Yeah, and also she's hot, and you're a bit of a bitch. She wasn't whipped. Jack stepped up, offered to buy Anne. Nice. from her husband and okay. said I'll buy her which is perfectly legitimate he said you divorce mm-hmm. her I'll buy her I'll compensate you yeah. Bonnie was like no 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 she's mine yeah no she's mine I don't want to stamping his feet insisting his wife stay by his side she's like screw you yeah I'm Earth. <laughs> and then Anne and Jack board his ship and flee Nassau voided Jack's pardon completely but who cares and Anne is going to join the ship and is not going to be a little lady hiding mm. away in the cabin with a little fan just to be shagged and sort of, no, 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 no I'll no. come out for snacks and things. No, she <laughs> wants to join the crew. This yeah. is how the stories go. She is dresses up as a man at first to cover her tracks. She is dressed up as a male pirate to get stuck in and to work. At some point during her relationship with Jack, I'll just throw it in here, that she left the boat to go and stay in Cuba where apparently she, she was pregnant. Uh-huh. So she fell pregnant while on the ship. And when it, she really started a show and they were like, we can't disguise you as a man anymore. <laughs> it's getting quite obvious that mm. you're pregnant. He dropped her off at Cuba. She had the baby. Baby does not come back to the ship. Baby no. is left, Elsewhere. adopted, whatever. She comes back on the ship going, yep, yeah, the, the man has come back. Way okay. And then she continues her life on the waves. Now, it's not usual for a woman to be aboard a ship. Indeed not. So, Unlucky, some would say. Well, yes. Not allowed to have a woman mm. on the ship. So that's where some of the legends go, that she dresses a man consistently, mm. that she hid her identity, that it would be terrible bad luck. And also, it's a ship full of men. They may take advantage. However, as you said, there is a pirate code. If the captain, if she is with the captain, yeah, it's a bit of, no, no you're not going to mess and it out. she sounds the like the one who's going to fight back. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. If someone tries something, she's going to cut your balls off. Yeah, she's not a delicate <laughs> wallflower. It's pretty damn obvious, probably, to the entire crew that she's a girl was pregnant until very recently and she keeps snogging the captain yeah so yeah the the crew were getting jealous if anything <laughs> like we want to kiss him too so let's go with the fact that she is in disguise as a yeah, boy and no right. one has worked it out no even though everyone's worked it out she's there one day on the boat doing her duties let's say she's mopping the deck you know mopping the boards there we are swabbing 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 the deck swabbing. That's, yes, what that's, that's what you're on the boat oh is. god that's the first thing she fell down and like it's, mop- it's swabbing <laughs> swabbing <laughs> swabbing and she's going past people you know excuse me excuse, excuse me excuse me it's all right mate it's all right excuse me it's all right mate excuse me it's all right what huh? <laughs> nothing nothing what huh? is that a woman's voice turns out Anne is not the only woman no. aboard the ship there's another one she has just crossed paths with uh, Mary, Mary Reed. Reed. <laughs> and I think that's time for a drink. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick, we have our drinks. We do. We've topped up on fizz. It was the drink of all the pirates. A fine Prosecco. A fine Prosecco. Ah, this is the finest Prosecco that we've had in all of Tortuga. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. They said I was supposed to. Right, so. Yes. We're aboard the ship. We do. Mary Reed. Mary Reed. And Bonnie has just met Mary Reed. They bumped into each other going, hello. 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 Oh, and they're clocking each other. Like, oh, interesting. So who is this Mary Reed character? Mm. Well, I'll tell you, Nick. Tell me, tell me. It would be a bit of a shit build-up if I didn't. <laughs> so Mary Reed, again, these are scant details, but born in England sometime in the 1600s. Sometime. The late 1600s. Okay. <laughs> Literally, like, between 1675 and today. <laughs> Some of the results are like, we don't know. That's as much as we have. Similarity with Anne in that from a young age, it was said, she was dressed as a boy. Yeah. By her mother. Her mother had previously been married to a sailor and had a son with him. But daddy was lost at sea. Oh, shit. Tragic circumstances. The mother of the sailor made sure that Mary's mother, the widow, was taken care of. Mm-hmm. I will send you money to take care nice. of your poor, poor boy. Uh, but then mama found comfort in the arms of another man, yeah. fell pregnant. And then she's like, okay, I'm pregnant. I have this infant son and I have another baby on the way. Sadly, the infant son dies. Yeah. But then she thinks... Okay, well, I'll just keep getting the allowance um, from ex-mother-in-law yeah. and pretend my daughter is a boy. Is now a boy. So this is the legend around okay. her, that she is dressed as a boy and it identifies as a boy through her teens, is brought up and raised that yeah. you are to dress as a boy. Obviously, there's all sorts of complications that we would <laughs> you yes, can, can imagine yes. <laughs> with that. But uses this to her advantage, mm-hmm. gains work as a footboy, and then gets work on warships and in the army as well serves on a man of war joins an army regiment in flanders as a cadet fights bravely alongside the other soldiers as well was young but was getting stuck in there yeah was was very interested in doing their bit but her cover was blown when she reportedly fell in love with a fellow soldier ah. while serving in Flanders. A boy, a man, a man, a man, a man. There wasn't just a load of girls in there as well. <laughs> now, fell in love with a fellow soldier while they were in the same regiment and like, sort of hunkered down in the barracks. She just snuck into his room and just went, look at these. <laughs> that is literally how it's written. Yeah. That is how it is written. And then he was delighted, like, OK. <laughs> and the rest of the regiment, when it all came out, accepted it. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Just came out and she went, you know, the war is over, whatever war they were fighting by the way like by the way i'm a woman and they were like okay great yay they were so pleased <laughs> that the couple when they got married mm-hmm. and then all the regiment chipped in to give them money nice. towards their first pub that they were going to open together so they were all set to be innkeepers settle down but tragedy struck oh. her husband died oh. quite young the business failed all of her dreams shattered heartbroken and actually broke mary decided to once again dress up as a man and board a ship for new climates out to the Caribbean. Okay. As luck would have it, in a weird way, her ship was attacked by pirates. <laughs> okay. En route. And <laughs> she, she joined up. Well, yeah, because you're confronted by yeah. the pirates, as often would happen, and go, right, so all of you stout men. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> you can either walk the plank mm. or be killed, or you can join. You can, you can, you can pirate's life for you. You'll get your share of grog and plunder and as many women as you like. And she's like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate captain of the vessel asked her to join, and they thought they'd actually got a good prize. Cause it was like, oh, yes, young English, and you'd served as well. No, what a, what a, know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. What a strong fighter we'll have. And yeah, she's like, great, fine, I'll do it. She would later, of course, claim she'd been had no choice but no. to join the pirates or walk the plank. People writing about Mary Reed said, why would she have put herself at such risk to be a woman on a ship full of men in disguise? Why would she offer to go onto a ship full of men and dressed up as a boy? And maybe no one's taken into consideration that she probably did identify as a boy. Or also, most people were like, yeah, we know who you are. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, because there's not a lot of privacy. No, on a pirate ship. Very close quarters. Very close quarters. So people are gonna. (laughs) Isn't 
it's not going to take people long to realise yeah. that, yeah, you have you have bits that we don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. also, I would... not to hide it for long, I imagine. But I would counter that. Same thing with Mary Reed and with Anne Bonny as well, is that the people write about it, how could they possibly not know? As well, no one's getting naked on a ship that regularly. Oh, I, think, know... that, I think you probably are. Well, if they're shagging each other, then yes, well, no, absolutely. I just think... But no, then I... if they're in close quarters, you can still sleep in your shirt and your long does well. You're not going to be, as some writers would have had it, her provocatively slipping her negligee off under her trousers like oh no my breasts have fallen out and my hair's fallen down no but I, I think yeah not in a sort of a sexy way yeah not in a sort of dry, but in a just a sort of okay you need to wash or whatever like that yeah. you're not gonna have a privacy of a, like a private shower or anything no. or a private bathtub yeah sort of thing if it, it's just gonna be everyone on deck get some yeah. buckets of water over each other because you all stink yeah but not everyone's necessarily gonna be completely butt naked so, for that I don't know. My point is, is that people wrote about it as in, you know, women couldn't possibly have any way of covering up that they're women because their hairpins will fall out. And then, <laughs> you know, suddenly they take off their glasses and, oh, my God, she's a woman. That's how they write about yes, it. They, they're walking up the gangplank with all their chests, all their, their boxes and boxes of fine frocks. The way they dressed as a boy was like they tied their shirt around their cleavage. Yeah, I'm dressed as a boy today. Here we are, makeup and lipstick on. I, like, I think they probably went to quite a lot of effort but back on the deck of the ship Anne and Mary are like are you are you you, oh oh, you are too let's go somewhere private to talk about this maybe asking a series of questions to test each other okay baths or showers (laughs) is fall your favourite season I definitely don't want to go below deck and open a fruity chardonnay and talk (laughs) shit about everyone else on here oh my god so they make the connection they become friends instantly obviously and this is again where whether they decide to stay in disguise I think it's an open secret yeah. if no one else knows that they're women they're all blind or stupid I like the option that all the crew are women as well <laughs> just actually, all of them are women yeah it's, it's like Monty Python it's just them going yeah they're all women on the crew Calico Jack's like "There's a, everyone's quite short in here as well everyone has got very large breasts <laughs> <laughs> well you say that you say that there are descriptions there are descriptions of these female pirates in one version of events no one else knows about their identities apart from Jack and Jack has to be told because he's very jealous of the fact that Mary and Anne oh, are spending, all, time are spending all this time together and like from his perspective if, if if the disguise is perfect Anne is hanging out with this gorgeous sailor mm. he's like why are you hanging out with him he's like she's a girl yeah no, that's like, Ooh. and his first yeah. thing is three way <laughs> they're like no no News of these female pirates, though, soon reach land. Everyone knows that there are female pirates. And they're talking over their ruthlessness and their brutality of their attacks. A woman who was taken hostage by the crew later described Mary and Anne and said they wore men's jackets and long trousers and handkerchiefs tied around their heads. And each of them had a machete and a pistol in their hands and they cursed and swore at the men to murder me. Okay. Brutal. Yeah. Another woman said she knew they were women from the largeness of their breasts. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> a little bit like, how big were they? <laughs> Interesting. Obviously, when you hear about two female pirates on one ship, everyone starts going, they were definitely having an affair together. Oh, they're in love. And there's all sorts of sexy shenanigans going on. We're all for, you know, queer pirate tales. Yeah, I think that's a lot of what male writers wanted to spin yeah. while wanking. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. It's like, oh, there can't be two female pirates together without them doing the film The Pirates. Yeah, the film The Pirates? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not familiar with that film, I must it's, admit. It was the most expensive porn film ever made. Right. It was something like a million pound budget because they yeah, spent all this money, not on a ship, <laughs> but on sets <laughs> and, and they, some shit CGI. They got, so they got a real boat. <laughs> <laughs> I think since then, there's probably been a more expensive one made. Or they went, we don't need to spend this much money. Yeah, no one's um, actually looking at the backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> The set dressing's quite, it's quite hot. I mean, you know, it's also a bit ludicrous. Well, I know what I'm doing this evening. <laughs> you won't like it. It's not your cup of tea. Not There's lots style. of girls going, oh no, we're pirates together on the ship. You know what we have to do? Shag. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, I'll, go, I'll get all I miss. So what was more likely to have happened is Mary ended up having an affair with one of the sailors in the crew. Mm. She found herself a beau because apparently, according to legend, she's straight and she <laughs> found a man and apparently carelessly showed her breasts which were very white <laughs> it's like a beacon in the night it's it a was. beacon like carelessly showed her breasts like here's your dinner and I'll just pop that out <laughs> yeah. what do you think about that interested great okay I will see you by the barrels 
<laughs> she was also again a fierce fighter apparently her lover her lover on the on the ship had gotten in, into a quarrel with another pirate they were supposed to duel mary sought out the pirate before the allotted time of their duel and killed him okay to save her lover I'm like nah 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 i'm gonna take you out mm. The pirates and the crew made their way on the waters, attacking ships and gaining treasures. They managed to steal an armed sloop from Nassau in 1720. It was one of their great victories, all of them together. And this is mm. where the reports of them sort of, you know, firing guns and wielding machetes and swinging through the air come from. But they wouldn't have long together. One night in November 1720, Calico Jack was hosting a rum party aboard his ship. His ship was named the Revenge. Yep. That's a, a, that's a good name for a it's boat. It's a good name for a boat, yes. Yeah, Revenge! It's a, it's a good pirate boat. His crew, also another crew of English pirates who were docked nearby, they were all celebrating their various victories, completely plastered, yeah. drink, drinking and cheering, and they look up and they're like, oh, it's fireworks. That's so pretty. Let's look at the fireworks. Oh, that's not fireworks. <laughs> no, pirate hunter Jonathan Barnett had been commissioned to find Calico Jack and his crew snuck up on the ship late at night and started bombarding it with fire. The crew are all plastered, mm. so they can't fight back. Well, they don't fight back. Yeah, oh, there's a cannon over there. Oh, no. Well, the, most of them, 90% of them go, I know what we'll do. Run away! Run away! They all ran into the hold and stood there shivering, leaving okay. Anne, Mary, one other pirate, and Jack, four people on deck. Apparently, Mary was so annoyed, she started firing indiscriminately into the hold. Oh. Like, you are cowards. Oh, cowardly bastards. Killed one, wounded several. But they stand on the on the deck, and they put up as good a fight as they can. I think one shot is fired across the bow mm. to Barnet's ship. Makes no difference. They nah. board. They capture them. They can't fight because everyone is drunk and probably cross-dressing as well. <laughs> it was a big party. The trio are brought to trial in Jamaica on charges of piracy, which they all will definitely hang for yeah. if found guilty. And they probably will find guilty. Uh, more no, than likely. There's not a lot of ways you yeah. can argue a way out of it, except for one thing. Okay. Just say you're pregnant. That'll do it. Mary and Anne pleaded their bellies mm. in an effort to get a stay of execution. And it was enough for them to win it. And there was apparently an inspection. Okay. Both ladies were deemed to be pregnant. Okay. Whether they were or not, we don't know. Mm-hmm. There were no babies produced. But Jack could do no such thing. He probably no. tried. He could give it a go, but probably unlikely. Yeah. Jack was hanged at Port Royal on the 18th of November, 1720, and his body was gibbeted on a tiny islet that is now known as Rackham's K. Oh, for nice. his surname. Yeah. Apparently, Anne herself, his lover, said she was sorry to see him there hanged, but if he had fought like a man, he need not have been hanged like a dog. Oh, mm. Mary Reed would die in prison in April 1721, apparently awaiting the birth of her child. She died of a fever. Some say it was mm. due to childbirth or premature childbirth, and others just say she died in prison. Just died in prison, yeah, yeah. infection in prison. Yep. Her headstone simply reads, Mary Reed, pirate. Nice. And Anne Bonny... No one knows. Mm. There is no record of what happened to her. There's records of her conviction, of her being in prison, but there's no record of her death, no record of her release, no record of her escaping. No one knows what has happened. And some say she was freed by her family and went on to live a very long, happy life. Others say that she escaped to go back into the high seas in even more elaborate disguises <laughs> to claim more booty. And others say that she's still there. She's still out the there to this day. To this day, a true... <laughs> Pirate Queen. I like it. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> and that is the story of Anne Bonny, Mary Reed, and Calico Jack. Very good. The pirate threesome. <laughs> pirate threesome. There we no. go. Oh, very nice. One of many piratey stories. An excellent piratey story. Did you? Did I do it justice? You did. You did. That you did. Most Yay. certainly. Most certainly. What do you think? So again, I really did go back and forth and get stuck on. Were they actually in disguise, or were they not? I, th- I mean, I th- I'm sure they probably tried, but I, d- I just can't imagine on a ship that size with so many bloody people, hands <laughs> on board, mm. there is absolutely no privacy in mm. those places. So, yeah, you may well have tried, but you are, it's not going to last mm. before it's discovered. It's discovered. Yeah, that you're you're not one of us. (laughs) Someone, something different about you here. And yeah, how Um, good a disguise is it, really? Yeah, and it's, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that they didn't know. I, I suspect they probably just didn't care. I think Anne Bonny obviously probably had the protection of the captain. Yeah. So no one's, no one's gonna fuck with her. Yeah. Because yeah, she's the captain's 
woman. Yeah, woman. And Mary Reed, quite vicious. So no one's going to fuck with her either. Because <laughs> And been, had been living as a man and, yeah. for, for years, so uh, was quite practised at it. And it was also, I think, was incredibly skilled. She knew yeah. what she was doing. She was, a, she was a good sailor. And she had experience on large ships. She had experience in the army. Mm. So, and I think probably in those sorts of things that experience went for counted for a lot yeah um and being just that good of a, a yeah a sailor on those mm. on a boat like that would be hugely respected pirate queens weren't uncommon well exactly yeah, yeah. so it I, was I like as long was... as you pulled your weight literally and yeah. you could you could fight like the rest of them it was like well yeah the more the merrier the more the merrier absolutely so i think it's one of those things that yeah it probably was an open secret everyone knew no one talked about it no one cared mm. there was um, one account where someone said and i think it was a writing of later sort of in the intermediate years between that and now where they said that the women wore men's clothing in public or sort of when you know maybe they went to shore or they were mm. fighting but other times they just wore women's clothing they just didn't really mind yeah they just like that, that may well be the case yeah they, they didn't they... maintain this high level of disguise yeah. all the time if they're just on the boat with everyone who knows mm. who they are and there's, yeah. yeah, there's a, no need to be on the But yes, I suppose if you're going yeah. into an unknown port or yeah. you're coming across another boat or something like that, then you, yeah, okay, fine. You want to maintain that facade or something. Also, um, you want to just wear trousers. You, you just want, want to wear, wear trousers <laughs> and a fancy hat and a fucking amazing coat. I think, again, at the time, people are going like, but women don't like to wear ball gowns and full-on <laughs> regalia and all of this. It's like, why don't they want to be wearing pretty things? Because it's fucking comfy. That's why. And you get a big sword. So, yeah. I think there was a bit of that. Like, we're, we're okay with this. Yeah. Let our hair flow down every now and then. Absolutely. You can pull your weight. You're right, right, all right by us. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the story of Anne Bonny, Mary Reed, and Calico Jack? What do you think about female pirates? Are there more stories of women of the high seas that we can cover? A few people have messaged with more tales and more people that we will definitely look at to, in the future because really the stories of pirates, there's, there's so many out there. It's getting juicy enough resources that can <laughs> fill it out that isn't just, there was a battle once. Oh, we, might have to do, we might have to do something on Blackbeard. If you have a favourite pirate story you'd like us to cover, jump on the comments, tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings of what we have discussed and things we can talk about in the future. Is there a little bit of pirate lore that you know about that you'd like to share? And is there a favourite pirate film or porn film that you <laughs> suggest we watch? Maybe not the latter. Yeah, no, not the latter. Not the latter, unless it's really, really good. But most importantly, you must mix up the Pirate Queen. The Pirate Queen I went down a treat. It was delightful. Was very tasty indeed. Really, absolutely. really nice. Yeah. Quite a few ingredients, but mixes a lovely drink. Ah, damn good. That's a good party drink. I think yeah. that's a good punch almost. Would you? Call, I mean, it's not technically a punch, excuse me, but uh, you could make a picture of that. You could. Yeah. Yeah. With ice, pour I, it over. I think it's quite pokey for a punch. Excuse me. What? <laughs> that's I just just realised why I said quite. Pokey. That's the greatest thing you'd yeah, said. Bucky for a punch. That sounds like an no. old-timey phrase you'd say down the East End. It, it really I don't know. Happen. I don't know. He's a bit pokey for a punch, mate. <laughs> it's a bit what? But what do you mean? I mean, it's. I think it's probably a bit strong for a punch. No. <laughs> not not a Sinead's punch. <laughs> I mean, a punch by name is it's quite strong. I think if you're making like. Yeah, a punch, okay, so a punch is usually like a wazo, like in a big, big bowl. Yes. And then it will last you the night. I think if you were making drinks for friends who were coming round and you made a pitcher of that, maybe, maybe a jug maybe of that, and you'd get a drink each out of that, but you can pre-mix it, and it's all nice. Yeah, I think it would work. Yeah. But watch oh, that's out. what Sinead's plan is for her next party. Oh, you know, try it if it's too pokey. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> the recipe will be out on Friday, whether you punch it or not. It will be out on Friday, so do let us know how you get on. And if you are enjoying any other cocktails over the weekend, please share your pictures on social media. You can tag us on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, if you're on there as well. And please do follow us on the social media platforms that we share on if you can it really really helps us to get the numbers up and please consider leaving us a review on Apple iTunes to tell us how much you love the show. And DM us with pirate pictures. Pirate oh, no, pictures. No. Love some pirate pictures. Well, actually, it's this weekend, just just share us, share pirate pictures. Dress up as a pirate Dress while drinking. Pirate. Yep. We know a couple of you will. Absolutely. <laughs> Go for it. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Oh.